Well, if you're back again, God bless you and God keep you. Talking about the sexual demon in the church. Glory to God. The um, book we wrote back in the day, we want to really, um, God bless you with this one because it is so important. You know, oftentimes when we, we're in church, you know, and I mean, we talk about um, uh, people when we say, well, uh, we say, well, lesbianism is wrong. In church, they say, well, well uh, they say being gay is wrong. Um, and, and, and I'm not saying, they ain't saying that what they're saying is wrong. What I'm saying is we, we all, and then we say heterosexual. We say well, sex before marriage is wrong. And we say these things, and we tell people these things, and no doubt that they are true. But the problem I'm seeing is we don't really get into the why and the reasoning and the the, the, the things that could happen and, the, and all the stuff that the enemy tries to do to come in to kill, steal, and destroy our joy and, and our ministry and different things we have going on with ourselves. We don't really get into how it can destroy the family or maybe it can destroy, um, if you're dating, maybe it can destroy your relationship before you even get married or different things. We don't, the STDs, the things that go down and, 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 and it can disrupt a whole lot of things, it can disrupt the ministry, it can, you know, because there's a lot of people right now who are getting the divorces, and there's a lot of people right now who once was married and not married anymore, simply because of sexual perversion, and not just people who are in church, you know, I know, you know I got people, I know friends, I know family, I know, I know different things that, things go on, now watch this, let me show you something, now watch this, I once, um, someone once got this book, and they ordered my book, and um, this person, uh, I know very well, they was married, and they ordered my book, and they began to read it, and different things that I wrote, and the subject matter that I wrote in it, and they thought it was a joke, they thought it was a game, they um, talked to their husband about it, and he said, oh, yeah, whatever with that, they talked to their friends about it, yeah, yeah, whatever, that. and I'm going to get into some of the things I'll be talking about later on in the book, but they dismissed it. Those people today are divorced because sexual per perversion is real. See, one of the things I discuss in this book is this, is that married sex doesn't feel like single sex. There's a difference between the taste of a stolen cookie or the cookie you actually paid for. That I call baba baba. Things like this are not discussed. Things like this are kind of brushed over. So we kind of brushed it over and we glanced at it and we say, yeah, that's wrong. And, and, and we put all these stuff out there. But when you don't get into why, or sometimes when you don't have deliverance, sometimes when you don't have information, the Bible says something very interesting. The Bible says, my people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge. Radokoba. Sometimes when you're armed with the knowledge, sometimes when you're armed with what the enemy is trying to do, for we're not ignorant, the Bible says, of his devices. So we're not ignorant of his schemes, of his plots, of his plans, that way he tries to come in and disrupt us and tempting us in certain ways. Let me just, let me just read you something real quick. And this is just chapter one. I'm going to read you just maybe like the first couple pages, and then we're going to come back um, it says, this is chapter one, and it talks about sexual history. It says, your sexual history plays a part in your present view about sex today. 
History means the knowledge, study, or record of past events. Every pornographic movie you have seen, act of fornication, sexual thoughts, molestation, anything you have done that includes sex in your lifetime is your sexual history. It controls who you date, who you are friends with, how you dance, where you hang out, what you drink or smoke. It can also control your emotions. Even where you go to church is often based on sexual history. Some people, when they are searching for a church home, they don't first look and see if there's a abundance. They first look and see if there's abundance of single men or women in the congregation. And when call that church home, call that church home. Then when you first go in, some people are just looking for, are there abundance of women in the church or the abundance of men? Any single men, any single women? And they pick their church based off that. <laughs> Uh, listen, this is all before they go to, before they check the doctrine that's in the church, before they check the preaching, or even if, to see if the love of God is in the operating in the church, before they check for any of that. They first want someone as a single man is a potential for a husband, is a potential for a wife. Uh, it seems that as some people are only concerned with church being a potential spot for a hookup or to meet a potential husband or wife. Usually those who have had a wild sexual history will have trouble in the flesh because they are struggling to stop having sex and live their life righteously. One of the things that um, um, I believe that we need to inform people as pastors, as preachers, as teachers, as church folk, as ministers, is that when people get saved, we need to let them know, all right, now your spirit and your soul is saved, but your flesh isn't saved. That flesh still may have some struggles. That flesh still got to be controlled and tamed and, and, and toned down. Yes. <laughs> you still have to discipline yourself if you want to live a righteous life. No, it doesn't mean you're not saved. See, but and the other thing we don't understand is, is that we say, well, if I'm saved, then why am I still having these thoughts? If I'm saved, then why am I still angry? If I'm saved, because, um, sweetie, um, 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 my man's... Uh, Dear, a brother, ma'am, sir, uh, the reason being is because you're saved, your soul is saved, but your flesh isn't. And your flesh never can be saved. The Bible says something very interesting. The Bible says that uh, flesh and blood, this flesh, this blood cannot even inherit the kingdom of God. This body has to be changed. This body is not going to be saved. This body has to be changed when it goes with the Lord. There's some things, there's some things we're not telling people. There's some information perhaps you don't have. Is that there's nothing wrong with you. If you're still having sexual thoughts, there's nothing wrong with you. If you're still getting angry at folks, there's nothing wrong with you. If you still get tired, there's nothing wrong with you. You're what you call human. You're what you call still having the flesh. <laughs> it's a fight every day. That's why God gives you new mercy every day. If you're fighting a sexual demon, you're fighting him every day. If you're fighting a sexual demon, you got to get him under control every day. Let me show you something. Let me keep reading. It says, usually those who have had a wild sexual history will have trouble in the flesh because they struggle to stop having sex and live their life righteously. The devil once had them as a slave to sin. So he knows what buttons to push to get you back in bed with your ex or that married man you used to date. The enemy knows your likes and dislikes. Satan knows what size, shape, and color, and smell, and taste you desire. He knows your weaknesses. That is why you must know his. When you got saved, what was normal yesterday is forbidden today. 
Married couples often struggle as well because they struggle because they have come from a wild sexual background, but now they have a normal sex life. Married sex is not like single sex. And this is the point that um, that people laughed at when people married. People laughed, uh, um, looked at in his, in his book. They laughed at it. You know, saying people divorce today because they didn't hear what I was saying. That's why you're stepping outside of marriage. Marriage sex is not like single sex. One of the things I believe the couples should discuss before they get married is their sexual history and their wants and needs. Uh, and I'm just gonna leave right there. This is just a little part of part one. Little part of that just was a little part. These chapters are sh these. Uh, I have this is a short book and it has short chapters, but the chapters are long because I get into a lot of things concerning uh, defeating that sexual demon that is in the church, and I believe that um, those, I, I believe it's about 50 people right now that's going to read and hear this and going to see this on YouTube, perhaps see it on the podcast, and they're going to be delivered from the sexual demon that is in the church. God bless you. Keep you listening. If it's the word, then I must have did it. If it's not, then I wasn't with it. Stay